You're listening to the Rob Review Podcast. Evan Rob and Laura Rob share their thoughts and opinions on teaching, learning, and leadership. And now, the Rob Review Podcast with Evan and Laura. This is Evan Rob, and I am joined today with Laura Rob. This is the Rob Review Podcast. Laura, welcome. I'm happy to be here today. We are talking about a topic that's that you and I talk a lot about personally, which is feedback and how feedback is an important element of being a successful teacher um, and how it's important for students to, to learn. When I think about feedback, um, sometimes I think about the experiences that I had when I was in school. Some of them were not that popular, and people who have listened to the podcast know that I frequently share some of my uh, not-so-great stories from when I was in school. But when I was in, in high school, the feedback that I got in an English class was based off of how the teacher perceived me in terms of my performance as a student. He perceived that I was a B student. So no matter what I did, whether it was good, or at least I thought it was good, or whether it was mediocre, every paper that I wrote, I get a B. That's interesting, Evan, but a grade is not feedback. Um, It doesn't tell the student what the student was doing well uh, and should replicate Uh, and it doesn't point the student in a direction for progress. You know, in fact, it it, uh, took away my motivation almost 100% because about three or four months into the school year, I realized that no matter what I was going to do, I was going to make a B on it. So it didn't really matter. Um, What I have learned as a principal and someone who has been in education for a long time is you absolutely can teach without grades, but you can't teach without feedback. Feedback is a mechanism that's critically important uh, to help students learn within the classroom. Right. Feedback it not only uh, shows students what they're doing well, what's working, but it builds a relationship and it continues to build those important relationships between students and teachers. But for me, <clears throat> feedback happens during the entire period. What I like teachers to do at when students are reading, when they're writing, whatever work they're doing is to circulate and pause at a student's desk and notice what that student is doing well. Or ask a question, um, you know, I see that you're not writing, can I help you? And if the student says, I'm just thinking, say something positive about that, move on, and then go back and check on that student. Well, Laura, this is really exciting to me because, you know, what you're talking about is really what what I would call the art of teaching. You're talking about kid watching and being able to observe the learning that's occurring in your classroom, give feedback, give that sort of coaching feedback to help students improve as they move through whatever task, learning task they may be working on. Absolutely, Evan. Kids appreciate it so much, but it also lets you read body language, facial language. You know, if if it's reading class and someone is looking at the ceiling, uh, then that's, I'm watching that student and I'm bending down next to that student and having a conversation with them. Uh, and the, the goal of the feedback is to get them back to reading a book. Maybe they have to change a book. The book they chose doesn't interest them. But if you're constantly interacting with students, you're constantly moving them forward and making them feel that <clears throat> they're doing the work uh, that will move them forward. 
Laura, you know, you bring so much to the table when it comes to reading and writing instruction. You've had a lot of experience. You've written a lot of books. So let me let me ask you to give me an example. Help me understand what feedback would look like in a writing workshop. And, and the reason that I say that is, you know, writing workshops can be a little challenging sometimes because they they can be messy. They're they're not the kind of environment where kids are moving through sequentially through tasks. There are a lot of different tasks going on during a writing workshop. So help help our our listeners understand how you would work giving feedback to students during a writing workshop component of a language arts classroom. Well, one of my favorite ways of giving feedback is starting with the phrase, I notice. Uh, So I might notice that a student is brainstorming, but not moving out of the brainstorming mode to planning. My job as the teacher giving feedback would be a question. Uh, Would you like to work with a writing partner or would you like to work with me for a few minutes? I like to give students choice, especially if I feel that they can work with a partner. This way, I'm moving them to independence, but my noticing helps me make those kinds of decisions. You know, that is really exciting to me. The because What I'm hearing from you is the importance of having a professional response and your professional eye on what's happening in the classroom to guide learners along. Because the emotional response to a student who's not working might be, you need to start doing that assignment. You, know, you need to start brainstorming. But what you're recommending is using words like, I notice, or here's a choice. Um, So you're giving kids, you're empowering students, empowering them with choice, and I'm sure that that helps students, makes for a much more productive learning environment within a classroom. Absolutely. And you know, what we have to understand as teachers that in a writing workshop or a reading workshop, students are at different points in the process. They might, one might be reading more pages than another, a student might be Uh, drafting a piece of writing and someone is still thinking about what they want to write about. What we have to accept is that students work uh, at different time frames and it's okay. And I like to pull it all together by negotiating with the student when it's reasonable for them to have a plan ready so that we can look at it and I can support them or when they are ready, when they think they, they would be ready to write uh, that first draft and complete it. You know, one of the things is really, again, really exciting, you know, how you're talking about giving feedback to help students make better choices about their learning, um, but help us understand how students can reflect on their learning and provide you feedback about their experience. So let's say that you, uh, you've, you've done a writing assignment, students get their, their grade back, there's a rubric, they can understand um, where their performance was strong and where their performance needed some additional work. How might you help that student use that as a learning opportunity for them to create some feedback that's given back to you? Well, the first thing is to use the rubric. What were the expectations? And to go through that piece of writing or, or if it's a test, whatever it was, and look at it and measure it against the rubric and list first all the things the student did well uh, and all the standards the student met. And then look at some things that the student 
might need to set a goal so that they incorporate it in their work the next time. Notice I don't use right and wrong. I don't like to put value judgments on that, but I find that a lot of the students, when they finish a piece of writing, don't always go back and measure it against the rubric. So having them do that kind of self-evaluation is very powerful because I'm getting them to think like a writer and I'm moving them to independence. What a, what a really interesting way, a great way to use feedback within a language arts classroom. And again, I think back to the example that I give when we started this podcast. Uh, you, you know, when I was in 11th grade, I would write a paper, no matter how good it was or how bad it was, I just got to be. And you're talking about something that's diametrically different, which is the processes that you go through as a teacher, as students are working on their writing and writing workshop um, rubrics, which certainly um, give a lot more light than the B that I received when I would write a paper, uh, and also how students can reflect on a rubric and think and also create a plan to improve their writing. Once the students have done that, it's, that's an, a perfect time to have a conference um, and to, you know, ask the students to explain to you uh, what they learned that they did really well and areas that uh, they need to work on with the next piece of writing and maybe how uh, I as the teacher can help them or, again, the choice of working with a partner. The other thing that I think is very important is that every time you have a class and you're walking around and you're noticing and you're watching children, at the end of class, I always say two or three positive things that the whole class did because I want the kids that they come in the next day to do it again. And after I do that noticing for maybe four to six weeks, I turn it over to the students. I say, okay, we have three more minutes left for this class. I want three things that you noticed that really worked well today. It's a very powerful way of bringing that feedback into your own head, internalizing it, which is essentially where I want students to go. Yeah, it's really exciting. It adds a lot more a lot more to the traditional exit pass, too, where a student is given a card and they just write the three things that they learned in the class and then they walk out of the classroom. Um, but again, you're talking about more reflection and you're talking about an opportunity for you to share your personal reflection on how that class went to the students with the students also. Absolutely. It's not just about how much they learned, but it's what they did to get there. Did they work well as a group? Was was every member of that group doing something productive? Were they supporting each other? Those are the things that I want kids to understand. What facilitates learning in a classroom? That's And then the learning will come. And feedback is, is so important for that to happen. I'm going to ask you this question, but I, I know the answer to it, which is, uh, does everything that you're talking about need to be entered into a grade book? Absolutely not. When you have kids do written self-evaluations of their work, to me, that's more powerful than a grade because it says so much more. The child can see what he or she did well and areas that they need to progress and maybe set a goal. Uh, so that grading to me is the least effective you feedback. Know, yeah, and it's easy for people to get hung up on that and believe that everything needs to be graded. You know, an example that you and I talked about uh, at another time, obviously when we weren't being recorded, was bringing or, or students in a, in a social studies classroom who work on organizing their notebook. That's valuable. I would never argue that a sixth grade student needs help in organizing their notebook. 
it just doesn't need to be in the grade book because it is not reflective of their knowledge of history. It's reflective that they can organize their notebook. Absolutely. And the teacher can write a comment that so-and-so has learned to keep a well-organized notebook and find things easily. An opportunity for feedback. And as we said in the beginning, you know, you can be an effective educator without grades. I really believe that's true, but you cannot be an effective educator without feedback. Laura, you give us some really great examples today on how feedback can work in a reading and a writing classroom. Very much appreciated. And I appreciate how different um, what you're sharing is from what I experienced when I was in school. And I hope that this short podcast gives you some information that you can bring back into your classroom as you continue to reflect on your practice and improve your craft as an educator. Laura, thank you very much for joining me today for the Rob Review Podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Evan. It's always a pleasure to collaborate with you. This is Evan Rob for the Rob Review. Thank you. Yeah, I think that went well. We hope you enjoyed the Rob Review Podcast. Check out our blogs at therobreviewblog.com and tell a friend. Thanks again, and see you next time.